Welcome back, guys, to Geek Domination. This is the news section, and we are going to talk some fucking news today. Indeed we are. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit, but it, at the same time, not much. Like, there wasn't much in quantity, but it feels like we should touch on almost nearly all of it. Not quite all of it. Yeah, I think we've edited it quite well. There's a lot of stuff that happened this week, but a lot of it's really, like, stupid worthy and yeah. not con- conversation-worthy. Yeah. So let's kick things off with some uh, comic books and literature. Um, seeing as how Marvel seems to be the only comic book company that actually talks to the public <laughs> about what's going it's on. It's so true. What? No. Um, we found out this week that uh, Todd Nahisi, who is one of the front runners for the Black Lives Matter and a few other movements, uh, mm. has been, sorry, Todd Nahisi Coates, his last name is Coates, um, well, has been announced as the Black Panther writer going forward, at least for the next run until another switch of writers yeah for the comics specifically we're not talking about the movies on this comic books specifically however he is probably going to wind up taking it in a much more modern direction so that'll be kind of cool considering black panthers kind of struggled in and out of having good readership and so they he tends to have a lot of really short runs where it's like you know a year and a half and then it ends another year and a half and then it ends he didn't make like a cameo just it needs the right writer he did yeah. make like a cameo appearance in Young Justice. I think I saw him for like a total of three seconds. You mean uh, Avengers Assemble? No, in Young Justice. He makes like... The, no, he's not in that. No way. That's, that's, that's DC. DC. Oh. Then who is the Black Panther character in DC? It's a guy who looks like a Black Panther. Is he talking <laughs> about Black Mana? No. He's obviously... Yeah, but... there's like this cat looking dude... I can't you remember. see him for like three seconds and then it's he's not him. gone. I can forever. tell you that much, but mm. I can't think of who it is off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I mean, neither. Uh, but regardless, this is the Marvel character, so Marvel Comics. He is featured on Avengers Assemble the Cartoon, as well as I think he's featured in the. I know for a fact he's also in uh, World's Mightiest Heroes Avengers, whatever show that was on for like two seasons before it got canned and then converted into Assemble. Um,. The other thing they announced was uh, Silver Surfer is coming back in another another run. I don't know if this is going to be a short run. The last time he was on, it was three years ago or so, probably, and it was a six issue run. So we'll see. Is what this, this a is. Uh, is this, this a solo run or is it uh, I think with? So. Okay, I think so. Um, and in addition to all this, they've also announced that the X Men ninety two is going to become ongoing rather than just a short run. Again, really interesting considering what we were seeing a couple months back when they were trying to phase out, it looked like, a lot Alternate of these universes. franchises yeah. that were associated with now Fox for movies. So, yeah. interesting. Well, and this one more associates with Fox cartoons from the 90s rather than right. the actual film franchise. So, But yeah, so that does it for comic news. Just a few small pieces. Like I've said, uh, I don't know why DC struggles to release their comic book news. They They do fantastic jobs on releasing their TV and film when it pertains to their comic books, but for whatever reason, their printed comic books, they just don't do good on coverage and announcements. So, do Yeah. It. Going on to TV news, uh, Legends of Tomorrow has cast Peter Francis James as a key part of the Hawkman Hawkgirl story, whatever they do with it. I was thinking they might do a flashback and have him be the end of life for a version of Hawkman if they're going the reincarnation route. And that he's Hawkman at the tail end of his days in like the seventies, which coincides with the birth of the main character, the main Hawkman of the TV series, so that it gets that whole reincarnation almost instantly thing going. But who knows? I don't know what capacity they're doing, but he's involved in their backstory. Interesting, yeah. Um, Gotham, a show that for many of us fell yeah, off we'll almost immediately, and I'm never going to go back to. <laughs> but interestingly, they cast uh, Raul Castillo as uh, Castillo. Eduardo Flamingo. Who the fuck is that? He's a dumb villain, but he's been a Batman villain for years. Um, I kind of equate him to uh, George Batrock from mm. Marvel Comics. Okay. Very similar color palette and attitude. I don't know mm. about fighting style or anything like that, though. Right, so nothing to care about. Go on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> something kind of interesting for any other Batman fan. Uh, the animated yes. series soundtrack, very specifically, soundtrack is coming out in a vinyl format by Mondo Media. Um, just kind of an interesting thing considering how long it has been. We're all still waiting for a Blu-ray full release of those series, or that series, but who we'll knows see if it Warner... soon, I think. I'm open, but Warner's been very slow on converting many of their old animated features into... I love how he said slow, like... It was slow. Was the word slow? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the only way you should be pronouncing. It's great that. storytelling and fast. vocabulary here, guys. Just, just listen in. 
the last <laughs> piece of uh, news for television is that uh, PewDiePie will wind up showing up on the Stephen Colbert's new Late Show. I think this actually is a giant marketing move to pull ratings from the f- the giant failure that was uh, Jimmy Kimmel's appearance a couple weeks ago when he kind of shamed on streaming and more specifically the whole streaming and viewing thing that the way the platform functions right now that Jimmy Kimmel made that fumble a month ago or so. I feel like Stephen Colbert is kind of like, yeah, fuck you. We're doing it right. We're going to bring on a guy. I think, yeah, I I think there's a, there's a point with that too. Mm -hmm. But I think also in general, you'll, you'll start seeing more of these internet talk show hosts try and publicize to YouTube more because they've recognized how big that medium is. Yeah, and we're gonna see a lot. It's hard more for them to comprehend to that. that people can just jump from almost obscurity yeah. to those platforms and be just as good That's as they are. That's why Conan is so successful. That's why yeah. he does his stupid little Monday melee things. Yeah, you know and then the, the the Conan does games. Yeah, pieces that he does. Yeah, and I he's not his... even he's not even on them half the time. Well, what's funny and is half the time he's, he's on still... them, he also winds up making a deal to appear in that game. We're playing. I mean, hell, everyone should know about the Halo Reach appearance of Conan O'Brien and the Halo 4. Yeah, the Halo 4 especially. That one was hilarious. Yeah, because it was a physical character that you'd walk up to and he'd just start talking with Andy Richter. And I I like his his Clueless Gamer segment because it's not only um, just straight up some of the best comedy bits in the world. He's actually a character in Lego Batman 3. Oh, is he? He's an actual minifigure that you can play as at some point, too. See, he's how invested he is in his gaming end of his segment. He's 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 got it right. Um, Definitely. Kimmel did get it wrong. But I think we're also approaching the mentality of old mediums trying to shame and cast suspicion on the newer ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had so many fallouts with the both the movie and the gaming industry for a long time where news likes to shit on games for every single problem that happens with the world. And which are totally unfounded and untrue. So exactly, yeah, yeah. If you play Grand Theft Auto, didn't you know you become a mass murderer? Yeah, that's what I heard. There was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's that was how that worked out every time. <sighs> I I've played almost all of them, you know, up until the most recent ones. And uh, have I you killed you, anyone? Yeah, well, I mean, hundreds, but we're not going hundreds. into that. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I've I never I heard think... of Marcus Lucas on a killing spree. Have you? Exactly. Exactly. How, how how do you how do you it's justify just, that? It's yeah. unfortunate that Kimmel reminded everyone that the old mediums are still trying to fight with the newer ways of doing things, mm-hmm. and you know it's just that's the way it goes. It's and not even intelligently because that's how quickly it was no, turned around. It, it's it's it so it was slanderous. really dumb, dumbly done. That's why I can respect at least what. Um, oh man, what's his name? Uh, Fallon Fallon's doing on his show where it's just like he doesn't even think about it. <laughs> You know, I mean, Fallon's going for a completely different, let, like no, yeah. flaw, no thought production and just fun. Whereas yeah. someone like Colbert at least is trying to kind of cross that gap between dumb fun. It'll be and interesting to see intellectual thought. Um, moving over to film, I'm gonna let Anthony kind of take over here. Well, I think the first part though is definitely more. On it is me. I'll, I'll, I'll start with this one. Yeah, Tron Three, not totally dead, according to Garrett Hedlund. This follows I, up reports that Disney had scrapped it after <laughs> running with it we were about if it was still under running it would be shooting in vancouver next month the funny thing with this next is week, every time we see one of these news pieces we post them to a podcast page that we have yeah we share a page and yeah and we then, share it with everyone usually we'll maybe add a comment into some, zane's was hilarious thought. because he's like stop playing with my emotions it's just it's so annoying <laughs> no, that yeah. they keep saying no yeah. and then not yes, again. Maybe no, yes, maybe oh no. God. Stop telling me. Just fucking tell me if it's dead or alive. I Tron three Tron two. See Legacy. the thing is, is that it's that it's not totally dead. See, that's the problem. I know. It's still after weeks of saying that they, they scrapped it. It's weeks after they said they were scrapping Throw it. Your so hands in the air like you just don't care. Yes. I guess <laughs> we're at that point. My hands up in the air um, sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, Tron Legacy was profound. I still watch to this day. For whatever reason, it just impacted me in such a way I didn't think it was at the time. Like, it, it's not like it's a profound story. At the end of the day, it's really not that profound of a yeah, personal it's, story. It's pretty formulaic, but it's not It's bad. formulated, but it's not profound. You know, it's, it's not like, oh my God, this is completely life-changing. But if you're in those formative years, it'll that's definitely what, matter. Yeah, yeah that's what I was meaning by And I don't know. I was like 19 at the time, and for whatever reason, that movie just hit me the right way at the right time with the right soundtrack. Because I still listen to that to go to bed sometimes. 
That soundtrack is excellent. Let's let's not even deny Daft Punk their success on that soundtrack. It's great. Can you deny Daft Punk uh, anything? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, newer uh, album wasn't that good. A little overrated. But that's because I think they're such a great group. <laughs> Please just continue. Background was, music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just ah, fuck you, Disney. Just figure it out and make it like. Every, you should just be painfully aware that your last live action enterprise was awful. Tomorrowland was bad and not a good endeavor. That's because it was a bad film with a bad attempt. Tron. Well, they threw George Clooney in there. Yeah, they did. They really threw him right in there. Wow. Oh my. Have you guys seen that movie? No. No. Jesus okay. Christ. Is it bad? Is it like it's, really that bad? It's pretty bad. It's not fantastic for awful, but that's like a whole other story. <laughs> right? Fantastic. That's somewhere. But, but let's just say it's creepy for on multiple levels. That a dude that's like 37, even if he was seven at one point while this girl is still seven, like hits on an android robot and still has a weird romantic love attachment to it. I'm sorry. It's just not something that transitions to screen very well. P.S. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. No <laughs> one's going to see that uh, film. There's probably not enough even humanization in that robot. Let's be honest. I mean, if it's just a... That's Athena, like, that's like Athena fucking was your very car. One note. Yeah. That's like fucking your car. Which is a thing that certain people in the United States do. I imagine probably worldwide. But Have yeah. you seen Eight Crazy Nights? <laughs> oh, no! No, don't remind me of that shit. I don't oh remember my that. God. I mean, I'm I was jumping two mancers no. when they actually interviewed an anonymous. So drink them all away. That's me. I literally need to drink my sorrows away when I think of that fucking film. If that was the I start was of Bad Mancers. In Mansers, there was a guy that they interviewed who actually remained anonymous that said that he did, in fact, fuck his car and that he was attract- sexually attracted to his vehicles. I'm sexually attracted to a 1971 okay. Chevelle. Hang on. That's a different kind of thing, <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure it's a completely different kind of attraction <laughs> that does not incite your sexual organs to become aroused. You don't know. You don't know my life. Oh my you don't know what I've been through. Anthony's just getting more alcohol. He For needs a drink him, on this. Prep him with this next news story. All right, so Anthony, as you all may have listened, if you haven't, go back to older podcasts and please listen to Anthony's numerous rants on this specific piece of news because there's a rumor going around that Hayden Christensen, someone that has scorned Anthony in the reputation of Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker, might appear in episode eight. Look, here's the unfortunate truth. There are three ways that I see this working out. One that they're the biggest rumor of all is that they're going to be re resurrecting Darth Vader through some type of No Beer down. Party foul. Thank Beer you, Hayden Christensen! Hayden Christensen. Damn it! Hayden Christensen has ruined Anthony's jeans. <laughs> and the force is with this one. <laughs> I think we all know exactly how this is going. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I am unfortunately picking up a mess that was made with my beer because I knocked it over in my... While getting pissed about Aiden Christensen. It's, just, it's, it's really dumb. Okay, so the way I see it is there are three types of things. So the biggest rumor that's going around is that Hayden Christensen is going to be resurrected through a clone. And it's very annoying that they're even considering this possibility if yeah. it has any foundation on yeah. being true. Because... His character arc is complete. The whole purpose of the original saga, not even just one trilogy or the other, is resurrecting and or not not resurrecting, but growing uh, and dying. Well, ish, but but more of making the sins of the father corrected through the actions of the son. That is the biggest theme That's that goes accurate. through all of the six movies. His father falls into the darkness. He comes back into the light because of what his son is and what his son does. Mm-hmm. Luke, Anakin, fine. Anakin's story is done. It's told. His saga and his his moment his, in the universe yeah. and what he did with the universe has been done. It, 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 it can have echoes. It can have ripplings. I'm totally fine with them finding uh, Vader's artifacts and everything in the, the universe. I think that's brilliant. I like those ideas. Does he need to come back as a fully-fledged thinking character? No. No clones. And the other idea is this Force Ghost idea that, I'm going to be totally honest, I'm still not sold on that. 
Because again, he's coming back to talk, and it's just like we don't need Hayden Christensen to come back and talk at all. That and also that goes against everything that they're trying to do with this new saga going forward. They're trying to get rid of the stain, the shit stain that's somewhere fucking stuck um, in there on this series from the first three movies. They're trying to get rid of the prequels going forward. That's the whole idea of why they're not talking about midi chlorians. It's just. Let Hayden Christensen go away. The third thing, the third thing that would be mildly acceptable, flashbacks. If they need to expound on Vader's story more and have flashbacks of Vader at, at, for some reason for the story going forward, I'd be willing to accept that. But I don't need him as a fully thinking character going forward. Anakin's I tale I posited, is done. I posited two, done. two possibilities. One. Wow. We get him to come back <clears throat> as a holocron. Because then we actually get real holocrons in the film for once. Again, that's that's like like yeah. a like a flashback kind of well, thing. Yeah, it's, know, it's literally it's like, a recording, a yes, digital recording yeah, of him. I'd be totally okay with that. Doing some and he has to be teaching. masked up. I don't want to see his face. Again, yeah. He has to be in the Vader costume. I'm gonna hate it, but they could I don't want to hear his voice. Let me put it this way. <laughs> I would hate it, but they did retcon episode six with Hayden Christensen as the ghost Vader. At the end. And, and then again, that's, that's why it makes me even more angry for the ghost I'm idea. I'm just saying that's probably going to be the situation uh, is they're going to play him off a little bit like... Don't have it happen. Just, guys, be smart. It depends on how they use him and if between since episode three and now and when episode eight films, he actually has learned anything about acting. You know, and at the, at the end of the day, all of our judgments on the story going forward are going to be very changed once we see episode seven. I'll Agreed. even admit, it'll, it'll, maybe yeah. there is a good reason for him coming back. Yeah. It's just so it hard for be... me to imagine it because it seems could... so fake and phony that they're going forward. With One way idea. I could theoretically think it you. could occur is much in the way of we saw Ben Kenobi ghost his way through five and six. Yeah, but that was, I'm that just, was his I'm, special. And that's, that's what I'm getting at, oh. though, is that we had that. We've had, we obviously had... Uh, I feel like we had one other ghost there at the end of that one. I can't think now. Uh, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon kind of made middling efforts, especially in the Clone Wars series, if you watch Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Because, well, that I mean, that was the end of a... Because he's supposed to teach the them third how movie. to do it. Yeah, the end yeah. of the third movie was Yoda saying to Obi-Wan that he has a way to communicate with his old master. And if you watch the Clone series, they expound on the reason why that works, and it's actually very good. It's very well done. The Clone Wars cartoon series... Some of it's hard to watch in the first season, but man, does it get good towards the end of it Mm -hmm. and going forward. And they explain how the Force Ghost works and who teaches it to Yoda. Yoda teaches it to Obi-Wan, etc. It's an ability that they make apparent and known. So it's just I don't know if I want that for Anakin because he's not that person. Well, he already has it. We the fact the problem is that the series already accepts that he knows how to do it. I, I mean, yes, but I also think that was a catharsis moment for Luke going forward. It's reminding that his father has come back into the light. We don't need to have that anything close I to that happen agree, again. I agree, but at the same time, you got to remember, we got we to gotta, we gotta dip down to public knowledge, and that's who they're marketing to. Public knowledge accepts well, um, that that's a ghost and not a symbolic thing. Well, as a voice for the fans, I say, fuck that. No, <laughs> it depends. Because, yeah. like, I understand. My my standpoint is this: Vader is welcome back in that capacity. Vader is very welcome back because he needs to teach. I did fall and I did redeem. Yeah, like Holocron, like you were saying before. I well, can accept Holocron. Because well, Holocron, I can see it more as like him in the process of turning dark side. He made a few Holocrons to pass on just in case he died during the Clone Wars. Maybe. Yeah. And then I could see him becoming a, a ghost. To go back and tell that person who was looking at his holocrons and going like, "Yo, I changed. <laughs> I it might have been only minutes before I died, but I changed." I mean, yeah, I it's like for the character, I just I don't think they need a thinking, breathing Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader in Specified the series. Specify breathing. Yeah, I, I think it cannot be any it physical can't capacity. Be any physical. He capacity. needs to be a ghost or a holocron, and, and even the ghost. And the ghost, the ghost, it, de- it just depends on how it's, it's treated. Gross. It really depends on how it's just it's treated. It's gross. Yeah. It is gross. The fact it that they're gross. even considering bringing him back in a physical that's what form, I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's stupid. Like, it's just, he, it's like I said, it's like he had his arc. Yeah, well, I need he him had, The only thing I, that's, that's where Star I was, Wars that's, is bigger. And that's where, like, my point comes in is strictly the only 
way that you can have him now going forward is in some ethereal capacity. He can't physically be yeah. there. He he can only pass on his essentially repeat his life story that we've seen as fans and as viewers, but the people within the films probably would not know because they are experiencing all this as they go through their life. And also, so here's, he would just need to re like you know just sort of go. Here, hey, here's the next thing about this that. Is what I did. This is what I did. Maybe in my life and my existence. Yeah, Goodbye. Here's the next thing about that though. Step away. Yeah, because Hayden Christensen, if he comes back in in a physical form, they are never going to see him as Darth Vader. He isn't the figure of Darth Vader. He is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, technically it would be James Earl Jones. Well, he's the voice. That'd be the bigger thing. Yeah. So if James Earl Jones is announced for episode eight, is then we he know a voiceover and they're Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Like he, walking well, around. It'd be really oh, funny. I'm the guy in the suit. No, 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 no. It'd be really <laughs> funny if he did just as a ghost, just take the, the helmet off <laughs> after being like, James Earl Jones, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden Christensen here. Yeah. Ah, fuck it, sand. It gets everywhere. I, mean, Luke. I, was, I was. I made the joke that he'll probably make fun uh, of. He'll probably complain about the sand under Koo. There's sand everywhere. Even thinking about that makes me angry. Actually, just, it makes me laugh. Oh god! <laughs> I started thinking about Jakku and and hearing Hayden Christensen again Man, and, whine about uh, it and bitch about oof, it. Ah, uh, just. Mm, just don't do it guys just let him let him go out of it and also on the note of Hayden Christensen as an actor he was just in a film recently it was a Christian movie called War Room terrible War Room terrible terrible I haven't seen still it still bad no don't go see it it's a Christian movie it's about one thing it doesn't matter and unfortunately with all Christian movies they try and push their agenda so much that storylines and story doesn't matter Mm-hmm. And that's another problem with this film. I have to and disagree. Modern Christian, modern stuff, Christian yeah. movies. I, I still have to disagree. Wow. Like, what movie are you thinking of? Courageous. I have not seen that one. So maybe I, I would wholly recommend it. This is actually a, a group of people who do this specific type of movie solely. Have you seen Facing the Giants? Mm-hmm. No. Fireproof? No. Okay, so this is a, a completely different sect of I'm those movies. I'm fascinated now. Like, yeah, this is a different. Seriously, go watch it. They, they, they don't necessarily like. They're not pushing an agenda, but they are pushing a set of values. They don't. They associate them with the church, but they don't say that that's the only place to get them. Okay. All right. Then that that might be an exception. But I'm saying this is that other type of film. Yeah. See, this I is that other side of film. Yeah. I only, I only watch those, those by that particular uh, mm. set of people. That's that. that wow. Bravo, dude. Uh, I'm happy that you haven't seen those movies because they are terrible and they're shit. And Christensen, again, just acts as a one-note, a totally underwhelming character, and it just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So that's all I have to say. His acting just doesn't seem like it's improved. Yeah, and I didn't even particularly care for him in Jumper. Like, Jumper was a good movie as a a concept, but the execution was absolutely terrible. And maybe it was because I was so butthurt by the other films, but I actually didn't mind him too much in Jumper. But it, maybe it's just because he actually had a script to work with. <laughs> versus you not mean not too much the floating one. apple that never makes it to his, her face? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I won't say it's 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 definitely an amazing Oscar-worthy performance for, for it sure. Wasn't. It wasn't. Thankfully, it didn't you know win the, the support of the public either. But what I'm saying is, in Jumper, you see a little more like character development. Dimension. But even still, it was still very jumpy. Yeah. No, it was. I get that it was Jumper, it was. but... It was still very jumpy, like, oh, all of a sudden you find out, hey, your mom's one of those knights that's trying to kill you. Good luck. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's just ultimately Christensen is just phony, a phony actor. So why bring him into the universe that we're trying to make forward? It doesn't work. To clarify again, Vader slash Anakin, sure. Christensen and Specifically. Less so. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think we're on a good was, consensus. With that's that. where I was thinking from the whole point is I'm like I would like to see more Vader, more more Anakin as yeah. a character to to kind of be that that role of warning against. Yeah, don't I would, follow my path. Exposition. Yeah, it'd be a good exposition. But yeah. I cannot Agreed. see him in any other capacity. I, I would really like to can. see Luke teaching some of the young ones, showing videos of you know like or, or holograms of. Of like we'll Anakin, that, who was I'd rather see at the Luke time. die and do the Forest Ghost. I, I again, I don't know if we'll get that either. I don't, I don't think we'll get it in one, anyways. Not, I, uh, I have my idea for say where Luke is in this seven. Universe. I would just like, I would just like to see the transition because you know Anakin was a really good warrior back in the day. He was really force strong. You know, he fought well. 
So he could be showing, you know, the kids like, hey, this is what happens when you fight well. But this person that you're watching, the one that you're idolizing or whatever, also turned out to be the like the biggest dick in the he world. Was, he was too headstrong. He always looked at the future. He didn't keep his mind in the present. And that's what Yoda says in the fifth movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, his problem was that he was too focused on the future and never had time to look at where he was or where he was going. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. It would be a good exposition role for... Uh, an Anakin slash Darth Vader character, holocron, some type of flashback. Mm -hmm. Something like that wouldn't be necessarily terrible. It's just I don't know if I want Anakin Skywalker himself in the universe or Hayden Christensen being anywhere near this property ever again. Agreed. Agreed. Moving on. Um, (laughs) So the original Star Wars soundtracks, the Ultimate Editions, are to be released. I'm very excited for this. So, I, if I'm not mistaken, they're planning on vinyl for these, correct? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty positive. I'm very excited for that because uh, records are definitely something that's coming back from a, not only a collector standpoint, but a lot of kids are getting back. People into, like the like, idea of vinyls. Vinyl I really records. like vinyls. I do too. I I think there's something very cathartic about it. Um, whether or not they're the best quality, that's debatable. I don't. Uh, we've talked about that bad. at length. That in fact they actually are when they're actually recorded as vinyls mm, on yes. vinyl, but not when they're digital converters. Yeah, into, remastered yeah. onto it. Yeah, yeah remastered totally is agree. never going to be as good. <laughs> Don't do it. So it's it's definitely one of those things. Um, I think it's just a good idea in general, though, because, man, that music. John Williams is a master. Genius. Um, Spooderman. Spooderman. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Director <laughs> of the uh, Marvel slash Sony uh, attempt at the character for the third time, uh, John Watts has revealed that Peter Parker will be aged to right around 15. Which is fitting, even though the actor's 19, but he's the youngest actor to tackle the role yet. It's true. 15 is the actual age at which Peter Parker obtained his spider powers in the comic books, in the continuity, and in his life. Um, good. Just good. About damn time. Thank you, exactly. About damn time. We actually followed the true continuity and not just suddenly go, oh, he's actually like 19 graduating and now he's in college because that's easier to handle for us as, as writer directors that he's in college rather than, you know, teenagers. Yeah, a lot of a lot of writers do that, though. Yeah. I don't care what's easier to handle for you. Just do your job. Do it right. <laughs> as long as uh, as long as they try with that that notion, as long as they stick away from like giving us a full retelling of his origin story, I think it's a very smart I'm idea. positive. I, well, and I am, too, because they would be idiots to do it. If Spider-Man is three the times most rebooted character. Three times in ten years would be ridiculous. Yeah, no, um, it would be way too ridiculous. Well, there's the Hulk. <laughs> well, his was a, his was a title sequence in yeah. the second one. Yeah, that's how that's his origin in the second one was a title sequence, which was perfect. That's what that's what that needed for that character. So maybe they do. Something I think in like this one, Spider-Man. since he's already scheduled to appear in Civil War in a small capacity, that's where we'll get the origin. It'll be like a shield file that they'll be reading off. Essentially, like an Avoid Avengers file. Like, well, nice. this kid sounds like he actually got his powers from a weird radioactive bug. I don't. I don't know. Let him in here. Let's talk to him. Let's see what's going on. I kind of feel like they'll go that route. Where they'll kind of ridicule the idea of his origin, even in the dialogue. That'd that feels smart. very Marvel. That'd be very witty. And that way, you wouldn't have to touch on it at all when the film yeah. comes out. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Because there's not like you know, somebody's gonna go see Spider Man without seeing, without know. knowing like. Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, like those are the three that you can just know like what their origins are without ever fucking... If you fucking think American it. comic book heroes, it's those three. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's definitely one of the big ones. For Spider-Man's Marvel. the most most loved character worldwide. And that too. That too. Which He's that was something so like two weeks ago with Stan because Lee you put can out a diss, post. You can diss on Superman and you can diss on Batman because, you know, Batman's just a rich nuts guy. I would and Superman is just, you know, he's supposedly he's the pinnacle. alien. Yeah, he's an alien. He's supposedly the pinnacle of, yeah. of, you know... Everything. Everything. And then you got Spider-Man, who is actually a kid who, you know, has a job, who has to work for everything that he an has. An orphan, technically. That an else, orphan, that technically, yeah. That he's one of us. Thank exactly. You. And well, he's, that was the thing. He just Stan got, Lee put out a post that was very simple. He's like, my greatest achievement in life was creating Spider-Man because anyone can picture themselves underneath that mask. Exactly. Because... If it wasn't for the spider bite, he would just be the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. No. Um, next piece of news is uh, interesting. So going on with Marvel, Wesley Snipes 
has been having conversations with Marvel about Blade, and he's been saying they've been good. Which yeah, he kind of said good that he's in still good shape. Yeah, and that he's looking forward to the role. He's on yeah. a TV show where he has to be in good shape. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, and there there has been heavy talks that uh, the next Blade film will actually be a direct sequel to Blade Trinity, in that Blade will have a daughter and be training his daughter to do what he does. And he would nickname her Whistler. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. No. <laughs> no, yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly. There's not much more to say beyond um, that. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I'm excited. Like if that happens, cool. Yeah, Blade is good. So Matt Damon, uh, he's saying that he would do. He's talking a, a lot of shit in general. Yeah, he, he has been. I think he's getting a little cocky with little the early reception too. to Martian, which probably is granted. But he says he would be willing to do a Daredevil movie with Christopher Nolan directing it. Now, this is on a follow up to his other statement from last week, yeah. which was that Jason Bourne could be Batman. <laughs> which both of these statements are kind of <laughs> giant shots at his best friend, Ben Affleck, who is, in fact, his best friend in real life, who has played Daredevil and is currently playing Batman. Batman was formerly directed by Christopher Nolan. Daredevil haven't been in the previous role in superhero films. Um, take this for a giant grain of salt, considering Matt Damon and, and uh, Ben Affleck just had their new their TV series reinstated at HBO, known as Project Greenlight, which is about people making films. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all coincides kind of way too close together. This feels very hype training, just statements to get attention. Matt Damon is a master at those kind of mm-hmm. things, too. He's been in the business for a long time. He knows how it works. He's just saying shit to say shit. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Christopher Nolan's not going to be directing another comic book hero movie probably ever Ever, again. ever probably. He um, did his thing with Batman. He, he gained his recognition. Now he's moving on to his solo projects that he wants to work on. Yep. And then in addition, I mean, let's face it. We have a good Daredevil on TV. That, too. In a streaming format, it's obviously. Like but it's it's Charlie Cox. He's done a great job. He got an award from the Helen Keller Foundation for his portrayal of blind people in films. Which, as I think about it more and more, sounds ironic, considering who saw that performance to judge that was a good performance. <laughs> That's pretty terrible. <laughs> but also very Baseball, Yeah, but issue. also great. Um, in addition, you have him working on film, great films that we're hoping are going to be amazing. Yeah, Matt, just Matt, Damon, Matt Damon doesn't the need to do a comic book movie at all either. And like, the no, Dare, he need to. Daredevil, if, if he has an inherent desire deep down for his personal reasons, have fun, buddy. But if you have no reason to do it other than that, like don't do it. You have well, no and then reason. that's the other thing going along with that. When has Matt Damon ever said that he really was cared about comic book movies? Yeah, he has. Yeah, never until now. And yeah, no. It, first off, Daredevil doesn't even need to be redone. It really doesn't. The, I was kind of skeptical about the show. The show has turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty so, good. So, please, just leave it at that, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't fuck it up. Don't, season don't two next year will be happy. Leave us alone. Exactly. Yeah. Like, leave it to the people Jessica who are Jones doing soon. successful. Jones don't try and make a big blockbuster long. out of it. Blockbuster. You'll never hear that word again. Right. Um, but don't try and make Ooh. something big about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Anyway, don't um, try to make something big about it. Whenever somebody else is already doing really well with it, and like that's Zane like was I don't want to see a too. Green Arrow movie. Yeah, I, it, it's like Zane was saying too. Like going along with what you're saying as well, it just it doesn't make any sense, and it's probably propagated by the fact that they're friends and Matt Damon's just talking shit to be funny. Yeah, call it, gra- grasp attention, pull that attention towards them. So, so they comic can book fans hype up something else. Don't think about it. Don't even don't even think much of that statement, but it's out there. Yeah. So Sam Smith, James Bond. When should we listen song. to it? Never. Never? We shouldn't okay, listen to I, it at You know all? what? I'll be honest. You listened. I, I did listen to like Sam Smith's of. new James Bond song. I am a huge James Bond fan. I love the franchise. I think every... Well, I think there's actually James Bond. Skyfall. Skyfall was incredible. Obliterated best, in terms of like one of the best soundtrack quality. Songs. But even that, Skyfall had a lot of homage to the original sounds Sh- yep. of many of the, yep. the classic James Bond sounds. Goldfinger, you know, Live and Let Die, you yep. know, like all of these great soundtrack theme songs that kind of tell you what no. the movie is about. Dr. No. I mean, that's the most classic of which exactly. because that made the James Bond. Like with Sam Smith's new song here, the thing is he has a good orchestration behind him. 
that kind of tries to make it feel like a James Bond song, but unfortunately, his singing is so poppy that it doesn't really connect with the idea of what a James Bond soundtrack song is, to me at least, being an old classic standard Almost guy. like it would have been more fitting it's if poppy. it had coincided a different casting. Yeah, I, I have another artist that's, in particular that I would have rather had to do mm-hmm. this James Bond theme song. That's uh, and sad, I think though, because Sam Smith isn't really a, a poppy kind of writer in a lot of his uh, work. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. Uh, I, I think his singing is not poppy. I think his lyrics are a little poppy. And his lyrics definitely don't coincide with the James Bond song to me. Mm-hmm. Because usually when you have a James Bond song, especially Skyfall coming at the last one, and that's the one we're going to be thinking about, comparing the two. Skyfall, the lyrics literally give away a huge chunk of the last part of the movie. Yeah. They set up the that's final accurate. battle going into the end in of that Scotland. film. And it's dark. It's foreboding. It makes you think of what could happen if James Bond could fail. It just sounds like classic Bond. It's It's the most iconically classic modern era song to match that old feel. Yeah, and with this one, it feels like entirely. Yeah, and it feels like a a less genuine copycat. That makes sense. And it's sad because I like Sam Smith. I really do. I think he's a great singer. And it just it just. I mean, let's just all be honest. You can't really top Adele nailing Skyfall. That's That's, hard. That's hard. But then again, she destroyed that song so perfectly. Then again, there's some like old classic songs that I would I couldn't say you could have caught top then too. And then Skyfall came out. You know. I just meant more in regards to like nailing that feel. It's just hard to nail that feel again. All I gotta say is it's that whole like it's hardest to follow up the best. The only person that I can mat, I can think of right now that needs to do a James Bond song immediately, especially if the next film gets introduced and mm-hmm. it's a new character, I want Alex Turner, Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys, to sing that song. His style for his music matches a James Bond classic piece. His singing late 70s, would fit that heavy yeah. sound that goes into a soundtrack for a James Bond theme song. And that's the problem. Sam Smith sings in an entire high register and it just doesn't have the weight that an Adele had for Skyfall. And moving on. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, it's okay. So Ridley Scott uh, reveals Prometheus 2's title. It is Aliens Paradise no, Lost. Alien. Is it Alien? Okay. Yeah. Alien Paradise Lost. You got to make sure that's there because, because in there terms are of two. there are yeah, two there different are franchises two. and Aliens is the worst one. I, I do like... I do I like that. There's the a few that are good, though. but yeah, I just mean, I mean, in general, good. though, Alien is still superior to Aliens. Yeah. As a Ridley franchise. Scott versus James Cameron. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, so the funny thing to me is that when he came out with the idea of Prometheus, he really tried hard to explain that they weren't necessarily related. Prometheus and Alien. And then when we all watched the Which movie, is really ironic considering... It's hugely ironic. Uh, considering he's... Since the release, the actual release... He's been like, no, that's the same universe. So I'm going to make them connect. Don't oh worry, they will God. connect yeah. really and, well. And I think that's why this title got made. He's just like, he wanted to make a shout out to the fans like, oh, look, it's, it's the, the connection. Oh, you remember that Boom. weird old thing at the end of Prometheus? That I was told an alien. You. God, it, just, it, was, it was just a little gauche, I think is the right word yeah. for me for that one. Yeah. So I, I love aliens. I'm going to see probably Prometheus too. It's just whatever, you know, silly to me. Do you know who this next actor is? Because I don't. Oh, my God. I've tried so, to look into what he's done, and I just didn't really care. I have, too, and that's why I think this is interesting to talk about. So a guy named Patrick Husinger, 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 was cast. What? I feel like I know that name. Right? It's weird. It sounds familiar, but I couldn't find anything that I immediately associated with him. Exactly. That's why I had So faced. he was cast as the villain in Tom Cruise's next Jack's Reacher, Jack Reacher sequel. Wow. Had a little yep. trouble saying that. You're good. Um, the thing is, the first Jack Reacher, from what I understand, was actually a pretty damn good movie. I still have yet to see it, but it is on my Netflix queue. I'm going to get to I it. I watched it. I loved it. It was simple. Liked it a lot. It was simple. Story-wise, yeah. kind of on a basic level, but cinematography and storytelling and pace that match like an old 70s style with a modern budget. Cool. 
See, and that's what I like. Tom Cruise has had a, like a huge resurgence in his films. Lately. I finally watched Live Die Repeat after weeks of like not being able to see it, and I love it. Wow, I loved right? It. I loved it so the much. The most underrated film of I that year. I fucking loved it. Yeah, such a good movie. And when I finally got to see that, I, I understood what some of like the bigger geeks like us were saying. It's like, oh no, this is the movie that like, like was fits amazing. Our niche, but fits our niche. We need yeah, to, we need it to fits see it. it so well. And, so good. Yeah, and it just unfortunately it didn't make a lot of money, but man that i can honestly give you one they are working on the sequel and they should because the critical response was so huge that marketing campaign for that movie was apart from the last second change going from what was it it? so what was it called it was originally called something else before they changed it to just live there it had five different name changes even the blu-ray title is different than what it was in theaters i remember that That, so i don't even know the blu-ray and rental name is live i repeat but the movie release was something else yeah, it was like I the original it. title that it was based off was a manga property called All You Need Is Kill. And then I it think, yeah. yeah, then it changed its name, then it changed its name, and then it was Live Die Repeat. Um it was Live Die Repeat something else in the movie theaters, and then it's whatever it is now. So gross. Just <laughs> guys, when you make a good property, let the property work. You know, Edge of Tomorrow. That's right. It was Edge, Edge of, of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. And oh my God, like it's just let them stick with one name, guys. Don't confuse the audience and also make the marketing campaign work for it. They tried to make it a cliche, what looked like in the marketing campaign, a cliche minority report knockoff that didn't make any sense. Is the what Japanese I was the novel All You Need Is Love by okay. Hiroshi Sorry, Sakurazaka. I kill. My bad. So I found Patrick. So apparently he was in the Black Swan. It looks like he was the. Uh, was he the teacher? Uh, no, I think he was the one who was dancing with her. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that 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 that's him. Yeah. He looks right for that type of movie, at least. Yeah. I don't know if a villain is what I'm getting right away from him, but sure. I mean, that's just looks, though. So but his that's, acting. That's totally a lot of what. Question. That's a lot of what people have been like directors and and writers have been going towards these days is a very charismatic villain somebody that well that's what we all need honestly yeah somebody that we all can actually enjoy as a villain because you know beforehand you wanted to make the villain look stupid or you wanted to make the villain look ugly you wanted to make the or villain f- look or flawed in the wrong type of way in the sense of like separate him from the normal guy exactly but yeah. these days that's not enough for one for dimensional the characters viewer. don't work anymore. exactly you can't make somebody who's ugly or or scarred in particular ways be the villain just because of the way that they're scarred or ugly. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. So, well, I'd you can't make them all British. <laughs> yes, yeah. almost every villain. Villain. Star Wars. Almost seven. every villain for the last 30 years in film period British. Token black guy. Dude, um, <laughs> I was watching so this weekend I watched the Indiana Jones marathon that was at the Alamo. Yeah, you did. And it was a lot of fun. But the third movie, every time this guy would talk, I just like whisper I just, in my brother. I still brothers. love that you don't like the end result yeah. of that film was always so he could have just not done anything and it would have been fine. Yep. Oh, for the for the Holy Grail? Yeah. 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 No, it's really funny. But that's what makes it kind of like a fun adventure, though, yeah. too. Because it also brought the father and son closer. That's what I liked about that. Those yep. two characters, which is funny because they hated each other on set. They really did. Um, but the funny thing is, though, that villain in the third movie of Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, he is General Veers in Star Wars. So every time and in, at being a like a traditional, you know, uh, British actor in a Star mm-hmm. Wars film, he was naturally a bad guy. And every time I'd say a quote, you know, every time he spoke, I'd whisper in my brother's ears. I'd be like. You may start your landing when they're ready. You know, like, <laughs> like yep. he felt surprised was wiser. You know, it's I could quote that fucking dude all day. And it's just, it's so funny that every British guy was in the Imperial Empire Imper- Forces. Yeah. yeah, like the Imperial Forces is hilarious. So. Hello, Gavna. Where'd the other dragons be going? <laughs> Pretty much. That's another one. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so Crushed last it. piece of movie news here. Uh, we have Sigourney Weaver. She has been confirmed for the Ghostbusters reboot. And, uh, you know, that's, hey, they're trying the to bring back all the cast in one way. I know this is going to be a completely new reboot. So she's probably not going to be the same person. Because what, from what I understand, these characters I thought it was a soft reboot. I'm pretty sure it was a soft was reboot. Was it a soft reboot? Because we also I have the black actors. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the original black no, actor. Yeah, no, I hear what you're um, saying. Yeah. Also is back, and we also have the secretary from the original run, too, that she's back. 
and that they're all kind of back in a capacity that's much less hard reboot and much more soft reboot, where this is a franchise that did, in fact, Don't was a running streams. business 30, 40 years ago. No, yeah. And that now I, they're just starting up the business it. again. I could get it. I just, I heard the other side yeah. of the story from what I was getting. But, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it's just more characters Cameo. that you know and love that are in this movie. It's funny that they fit, they wrap production, and that's when we finally hear that so many people are cameoing. Right. It is really funny timing, isn't it? Yeah. And like we found out about Sigourney Weaver. We found out. Heck, we even found out. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, shoot, Honey, I Shrunk My Shrunk the Kids. Uh, oh, oh, I'm blanking. Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Was Rick, he in it too? I heard that he I might that wind one, up then. getting one appearance, like very small. Okay, because I, from what I had heard, he had kind of like gone out of the business. That's why he did. In '99, his Man. wife succumbed to terminal cancer, mm-hmm. and he left the business altogether to take care of his children. Right. So since '99, he's been out of work because of that, or at least out of Damn. celebrity work. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I thought he was back. But. Now that we're 20, you know, we're now, now that we're 10 years later than that. His kids would have been at least somewhere in there. So they're all old enough that he probably can make time to appear on set. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and it's only be a smaller role, so it wouldn't like impact the film too too much. Yeah, exactly. and it wouldn't in fact nice impact nod his life. to the yeah. fans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he shows up for a day or two, knocks out like enough shots, and then leaves. Sure. And gets paid for it. And gets paid. All right, moving on. Moaning. We got gaming, gaming news. news. Uh, so first up, we got a piece of Star Wars news. Hey, Anthony, when's that beta for uh, Battlefront coming out? <laughs> we never knew, did we? We didn't know until, like, this week. Yeah, it, the rumor was, you know, early October, so the actual date makes sense. It's October 8th. So not it will this last week. last five days. This, it'll be the next week. And it'll end on the 12th. Yeah, which sucks. Like only five days. I don't. I, I feel I, like we're gonna wind it. up. I get it, but like I just I, I want more because it's Battlefront. I just want month, it. And then a month I'll later we get it. the whole game. Yeah, I know, but it's just I fucking want it. I just fucking. <laughs> I just want love it. it. I just fucking want it. I just, just fucking give that want shit it. to me. Yeah, so there's a beta in October, and you can play. Everyone can play for free. We're playing Open for beta? free. Yeah, we're actually, you know, there, this wasn't something that we wrote down in the podcast, but I did find this two days ago. Mm-hmm. So going alongside with the beta information, there was a rumored, quote-unquote, alpha tester that was playing the game and said that the game didn't function. And this, this article was dated, like, three or four days ago, so this is fairly recent. And he said that it wasn't functioning on launch, similar to a Battlefield 4 data. Now, this was posted on NeoGAF, and as we mm. know, NeoGAF users do have somewhat of a habit of saying things just to gain some quick internet cred. Yep. So, I don't know what the foundations of that are truth or not, but regardless, the fact that they're doing a beta does show confidence to me, and it does show that we'll be able to play it and see for ourselves, which are good things. The only thing I worry is that it won't properly stress test their systems versus what will happen same thing that they do True. with the ESO I feel like that's going to be the the issue as well um, I feel like it's going to launch and we're going to have to wait till next year until we're actually able to play through the whole thing kind of like we have done with ESO well and the clarify good thing that's though, only a couple months away and not a full year yeah the I'm talking thing, January of this coming year so yeah. Yeah. so we get the beta in October we'll release actually get the release in November but we won't actually be able to be playable playable comfortability 100% of the time until Late December, early January. I should put it out there so some of you have that little bit of a grain of salt in your head because, you know... Yeah, take it from one of the people... I'd rather you not be super excited and then disappointed to never play it again than be ready for a possible problem and roll with the punches fine. It's it's dice. We all remember Battlefield 4. I was going to say, Battlefield 4 and dice. For me, though, Battlefield 4 didn't have a full beta. It was restricted to those who had either pre-ordered the game or were already members of their weirdo program in Battlefield. Yeah, Same thing with ESL. The beta was not open. Exactly. This beta is open, so everyone will have a chance to play it. That's kind of why I'm a little bit more hopeful than I would be normally. Yeah, Five days and I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Five days is not enough to stress test a, uh, a set of servers. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, see, here's, so here's why I think you're wrong, because within five days... ESO was able to fix their servers. From Were when they? I was yeah, from when I was waiting Damn. two to three hours to log issues in and not having enough servers to handle player load. That's what I'm saying. It was like 2.8 million people hmm. in America logged in at the exact same time on ESO's launch. Well, I think this is also which, the exact reason why they're not doing a server selection with this game. 
is because, because that would be can, super difficult. Imagine just lopsided servers. That they're mm. they're mitigating that problem. So I feel like the problem the, the core that. the core issue being That's servers, and I feel like they're probably test doing that this beta as short as they are, to hopefully drum up enough short term burst of people to stress test their servers enough. But I'm worried that there's not going to be enough people that are paying Ooh. attention. I think they could launch. I think later it'll be with fine. The server ability. You know, they could always. I just have problems. With, I mean, EA has always been pretty iffy on being able to properly patch something in a short amount of time. This is true, because even still, even though uh, I bought Madden 2015, which is an EA game, oh, I bought that. God. Yeah, Not I bought Madden. that in what <laughs> four weeks ago, three something like that. Yeah. Um, but basically, that thing still has updates. Like, like there are still. Pretty big Bugs, issues with yeah. the game. No, yeah, this is what happens with every Madden launch. And that's where I'm worried with well, no, here's the EA thing. as a company. I got 15. I got 15. They've already launched 16. I got last year's game. Oh, and there were still wow. and there's still issues. That's what I'm getting at Holy too. Holy! Remember, Battlefield 4 took almost two full years to properly patch out almost all of the problems that were still affecting it. It took I had so many issues. Years. It was a full year. A full year, a full year to year, be functional. I remember buying it. A full originally. year to be functional and a full another year to try and mitigate yeah. the other issues that were still arising periodically. Yeah, I no, heard so many issues with Battlefield 4 at the beginning. I never bought it. Meanwhile, they're still trying to develop this game that's coming out this November that'll probably wind up having a lot of problems. Like, as much as I'm ready to play, I'm also very skeptical of an EA launch title. At the, launch. the part that I'm skeptical about is, is the online... A lot of proving. Exactly. Yeah, is the online play. I'm ready for a really bad year and then a really fun possible next year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what with I'm ready for. Uh, to be, yeah, fair, to be fair, though, we did get the good Destiny launch of, of the second uh, yep. second year launch. Yep. So if it turns out that this thing tanks, we still have something that's kind of fun to play for now until they and fix it. And it has several games. I know it's probably overloaded at this point, especially with all the other releases that have been coming out. Oh, my out. God, man. Halo 5, too, is coming out soon. I know. So I that that game is gonna be so much fun. I've Break been me. I've been starting to replay <laughs> the original games with my brother, and yeah. we got through to right past the, the second Arbiter mission on the second Halo. So, so good. Yeah, mission so, four. So good. Yeah. So we're we're very <laughs> we're getting closer through the middle of that series, and we're gonna try and get it done. Large can't come by quick time. Enough, that's when fifth. I'm buying it and the console. It's gonna be amazing. Endlessly I'll tell you all about it. Oh, dude, I have to save up for it. March. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Terabyte. We got some Terabyte. Arkham Knight news. So Arkham Knight is just over halfway through its DLC run. Um, Already? Yeah, because they said prom- they promised six months of content. We're at three. It's so funny. I haven't I haven't played the game in so long. I haven't touched it since I hundred percented my first play. Yeah. Um. Kind of for good reason, because I was planning on buying the season pass all at once, downloading all the content all at once, and blasting through all of that bonus content all at once. I See, figured I that'd be a really it. good investment way of doing it, and also be able to just hit all the content at one sitting, basically, like one, you know, one, however long that winds up being. Instead of waiting forever. for pieces and pieces, pieces and pieces. Pieces and pieces and pieces and trying out each little piece as it comes out. This was me going, all right, I'm going to fucking just buy once, play once, and call it good, and possibly come back periodically. Um, but September, the, uh, Tumblr and Nightwing, uh, maps are out. In addition, we also got the announcement of next month's content, which is a Catwoman's Revenge DLC. I'm also suspecting that we will end up getting something for the Halloween actual holiday, apart from that Easter egg that people found months back by changing the calendar on the clock in their console. What, what was that one? That was the one where, uh, Man Bat somehow escaped. Actually, most of the Arkham Asylum were- or not the Arkham Asylum. The um, people that you put in the police precinct wound up getting escaped around Halloween, specifically. So I figure that'll probably be a live thing that they do to some degree. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll have to probably get something around Christmas, New Year's, and probably every other holiday of the year. Cold, cold night. Yeah. December see, confirmed. See, that, really that kind of makes so. me cool. think that, you know, eventually we're going to get games that the day of the year actually matters. Like... You know, I mean, so even the, if it's let me put it this May fourth, if you're pay, if you're playing a Star Wars game, be, let me put it this way: depends Without on the day. Saying that this is how it's going to be, we've already seen many many games do it in the past with like holidays and and random days throughout the year that affect just them, what have you. 
do soft updates that activate these things. Soft update being the keyword, not full huge DLC releases, but something a little fun for In the addition fans. to the full release. Yeah, but yeah. all together. Like I remember um every year DCU online does a Larflees thing around Christmas because essentially Larflees, who is the Orange Lantern, the one that's obsessed with greed and is the only Orange Lantern because he's so greedy, he took all the power for himself, does the Grinch thing and steals everyone's presents, and there's missions built around that idea and Christmas specifically. In Destiny, we actually had a holiday Halloween theme thing last year where you activate the thing, and every time you spawn into a world, it'd be a swirling mess of bats that you'd spawn into. Because you are a vampire at that point, in addition to a giant jack-o'-lantern for a head. That's nuts. And that was last year, so who knows what's going to happen this year. So uh, it, kind of along that vein of thought, I missed out. That this could be the really thing. Awesome. <laughs> Some people still have theirs to this day. I do. Nice. <laughs> this is never in my inventory Mine right never now. fucking worked right half the time. They that, that's why I kept head. it, because yeah. that whole issue was coming out, so I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll just save it for later, and then I never used it. Yeah, it also made the the hive actually scared of you. The hive would start to run away as you approached them. That's one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Yep, there's gonna be more of those probably, probably. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I'd like to see more of those kind of things. I also I've also been the big one to say that even with Destiny, um, Destiny should put out a shader for the Titans that makes them look like zombies. <laughs> a cloak should make the hunters look like ghosts. And then we should get another, like, vampiric-style cloak for a, a, a broomstick. A broomstick. A broomstick would be Permanently wonderful. on the back for no, the no, warlock. No, 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 no. The swords transform into broomsticks. That's That would be... That'd be less interesting, rather than, like, when they hover, automatically a broomstick forms underneath them, and then they, as they're hovering, broomsticking. But, yeah, can you imagine whipping out your broomstick to beat the shit out of people? <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? Why not both? Da, 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 da. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, like that's something I've always had. Like, uh, you know, the computer computer games in general allow for the ability to just do updates every like year, two years, what have you. I'm waiting for the consoles to get there. I feel like this is the generation that they're capable of doing that as long as there's the hard drive space. And that's well, the thing that... They've at shown least that. PlayStation's been capable of allowing you to update your hard drive space even, even. without voiding your warranty. Well, and even for Xbox One, yeah, where you can they just provide, plug it in an external. They've made it easy for that part of it, whereas PlayStation made you jump through a hoop known as installing a new hard drive. Hey, that hoop, man, so convenient later on down the line. I know. Because that performed, uh, improved performance as well. Yep. So, uh, Next piece. All right, Xbox. We're talking Xbox. And Xbox specifically... That franchise that they know so well. That everyone comes back to at some point in time or another. Halo! Five Halo. Um, so, the thing is, the new Xbox boss, which is Phil Spencer. Fucking he, A, it's Phil, I, Phil Spencer. He's a prophet, man. I, I He has done so many great things for that company. It's it's unbelievable. He has made a turnaround for them. Yeah, um, he is. But he believes that Halo could last more than 20 years. Let's be honest. I'm inclined to agree with him. It's almost 20... Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, it's in, past 10 in, uh, years already. 21. In 2021, in 2021 it'll be 20 years, it'll be 20 years anyway. It's probably going to last longer than that. His Halo estimation, Halo. let's put it this way. When did Halo 4 come out? Three years ago? Has it already been three years? Yeah. yeah. Damn! <laughs> so, three years have passed since Halo 4. Halo 5 comes out three years from Halo 5. We got Halo 6. That'll be 2018 when that happens. That means he's basically just saying, like, I see us doing Halo 7. That's all he's saying. That's literally all he is saying with this statement. Yeah. No, and it's it's like... Maybe it's, yeah. probably, in, okay. on the, it's probably on the drawing board. Yeah. But uh, something else that happened with Halo 5 this week was a Blue Team's trailer came out. Oh, in contrast to last week's... One. Yeah, uh, no. Osiris it's, team. It's so cool. So the thing is, Osiris, new group of Spartans... While they may obviously have expertise in the field as they show off in the beginning, they're very bombastic. Go in, guns blazing. Their mission everybody. was definitely catered that way too, which doesn't help. But you're right. Like they're much more guns blazing. Fuck it up. Yeah. 
They That's got cool. Fucking, they've got fucking Fillion playing Buck. Yeah, they, they got Fillion playing Buck. They yeah, literally they say Michael fuck Coltier it. is uh yep. as fucking whatever his name is. I can't think they of They got his two name. badass chicks. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great There's it's fun. a great counter programming to Blue Team, which from the opening twos. from the opening of this opening cinematic, it really provides depth into the way those two teams go about things. John 117, he's been in this game a long time. He's going to choose the route that gets them there wherever they're going faster, more quickly, less effort. They yep. come in through a fucking airlock, shooting a window, actually, not even an airlock. They shoot a window open in this, this space so station. Genius. They shoot a window open, dive through that, and as the elites they are mag-lock, about to open they up their, mag-lock sh- yeah. their feet. Yeah, and they just mag-lock wait for their the feet. vacuum to act it like to take hold and just start pulling everything out, and all the elites and all the other covenant that are in this fringe group just get sucked out the window as the airlock shuts, and they're in a room empty, stand by themselves. Like, yep, we just took out like twenty guys. It no ain't problem. no thing. It ain't no literally thing for just Blue broke team. one window. Yeah, it's so good. simple. And as you're seeing them do this launch, because they start out in an asteroid field and they come out of a pelican and they hard drop in using their Eva thrusters mm-hmm. on their Mjolnir yep. suits. So you're watching them like take Weave curves in formation, asteroids. in formation into this like space station, everything as the traditional Halo music playing. This is like, yeah, it's fucking amazing. It was, it was a great nod to the fans and it was also great depth showing how these two teams are going to go about doing their shit. And let's be real, if it does come down to bombastic action, killing people left and right, Chief Blue Team's gonna get it done. It. We already have Remember that Halo proven. Halo 1 and 3, we all know how that ending yeah. turned out, driving that Warhog across fucking yeah. craziness and we already escaping. Know. We already know that they can throw down, so why not show how smart they are too? Absolutely. Brilliant. Well done, storytelling. Uh, So Xbox players... People who have Xboxes. That's both of you at the moment in this yes, room. Yes, true enough. Uh, speaking they of... They can get a game. Dice. Yeah. yeah, speaking of dice. For free, very soon, this game is one that no one really looked forward to. Dice? It came out regardless. I don't like dice. <laughs> oh, you don't like Battlefield, Battlefield at all? Like the hard Battlefields? I've never, I've never gotten into Battlefield. Like oh, I said, whenever, whenever Battlefield 4... It's only Ford, been Battlefront for me, too. Like, that's the only ba- franchise. Well, Battlefront was Pandemic, too, so mm-hmm. that was totally different. But, uh, no, like, I, I love the original Battlefield. Battlefield Bad Company was excellent. Yeah, I never could Bad, get into it. Bad Company 1 and 2 for me, I love them. And I love the feel of the dynamic fighting environments. It's For me, it's so much better than COD, but it gives you that military shooter feel. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Hardline... There was like no reason for this game to even exist. They tried to make cop and robbers in that format for the entire Why would game you? rather than just the game mode. That cops and robbers isn't like 20 man teams going against each other in a full on firefight. Cops and robbers is maybe four people going down a street trying to chase people as they go. Yep. And but it's coming out uh, for free for Xbox One gamers. So hooray, we can give it a try. All right. So we got lightning round. We got three more pieces of news. Cool. First thing up. Mighty Number no. 9 gets a release date again. This is the third time it's gotten re-released. It's coming out February 9th, 2016. I know cool. okay, Cody was excited. He probably still is, but it's disappointing that it had to be There's just been back. a lot of shit with it. It's yep. good to know that it's coming out. Next up, uh, video game voice actors propose strike to prove performance matters. We all kind of are in support of this, while at the same time, disappointed that this will probably delay a bunch of projects that we're looking forward to. Yeah, it's a mixture. I just I want them to get the same amount of respect that regular. Yeah, actors most do of the shit looked pretty fucking a reasonable. I'll say that. Yeah, shit like, can it. you specify when we're supposed to do you know motion capture? Because uh, we'd like that to be specified. It would it would be great for that to be specified, and as well, a lot of the biggest problems with the voice acting industry, you don't know what's happening until it's too late. They yeah. need advanced scheduling because yep. we're approaching an age where their voices matter more than ever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. More, and more things being made with, with their with that needed, especially like even even talking about Destiny's new update with you getting more and more dialogue from Cade Six, voiced by Nathan Fillion. Like it adds an extra element to the game. Like it makes it fun. And then adding Nolan North too to yeah. do yeah. all those lines. That's a lot of yeah. shit. And it, it's it's been great, especially like like one of the lines that I that I just heard last night. You know, um, you know, okay, creepy sidekick, check, roguish commander, 
quoting, yeah. exactly. referencing another film, yeah, or yeah. TV series. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, well, too good. I mean, it, it was great, and yeah, they they should definitely get a lot more heads up because you can't voice act without knowing who you're going to be. Sure. That's the that's the point of acting is you become someone else. How do you become someone else if they're just like, oh, hey, say these lines? Then you're saying them as yourself. You're not saying them as Cade Six or. And I, I know we're approaching a deadline, too, with this, too. Mm-hmm. I just want to say one last thing about the matter as well. This whole community of voice actors, especially if they've been in the business for a long time, they know each other really well, and they care about each other a lot, which means that when someone else gets a part that was originally up for that other person, it can lead to some tension, and they don't like that. I think one of the biggest things going into this is you know starting to hash those things out way before that even happens, which will be right. Treat them. Treat them well. So with that, we'll wrap up news for you guys. Uh, please go over to our website, geekdomination.net slash news to hear all to find all of these articles and many more, including Hugh Jackman thinking that Tim Hardy would be a great Wolverine, things such as the new Bungie Weekly update for Destiny, uh, how that patch actually, the re- most recent patch, actually broke one of the strikes in Destiny. Um, Shit. Twitch is adding a bunch of new features to its site and a bunch of other news. So just go on over to geekdomination.net slash news to see more. 